This podcast is brought to you by the Kansas City Barbecue Store, the official provider of barbecue supplies to listeners of Pitmaster. It's fall, it's football season, and holidays are right around the bend. That doesn't mean that the grilling and smoking stops. From smokers and fuel to rubs and sauces, the Kansas City Barbecue Store has everything and anything you could want. Make the Kansas City Barbecue Store your one-stop shop for all your outdoor cooking needs. As a listener of the Old Virginia Smoke Pitmaster podcast, you can get 10% off of your order this fall by using the code PITPOD, P-I-T-P-O-D, for online orders at www.thekansascitybbqstore.com. So keep on smoking, folks. Welcome to another episode of Pitmaster and Old Virginia Smoke podcast. My name is Luke Darnell, Pitmaster of Old Virginia Smoke. And we are with somebody. He's been pretty hot this uh, fall. <laughs> if you've watched any awards from any of the majors this year, you've heard this name a lot. So please help me join me in welcoming my friend Sterling Smith from Luton Booty. What up, dude? Hey, man. How are you, Luke? How you I'm doing? good. I'm good. You had a hell of a fall. Man, it's been a great year, actually, man. Like, <laughs> I, I came out with the, you know, first couple of KCBS comps with Loon Booty, GC, both of them, and then kind of just rolled through that, had an awesome American Royal. A couple yeah. calls at the Jack, man. It's always a great day when your name's called at, the, at those majors. So, man, it was just accumulation of everything. And, uh, oh, it was just, it's, it's been a phenomenal year, man. And that's I've only fan- done 10 KCBS comps. That's fantastic, dude. And that's, you know, that's one of the things I think that as people move through their barbecue careers and things that they do, to be able to cook 10 contests, but to be able to turn it on and do well, like, I feel like that that's the ultimate goal, right? Like, not having to cook 38 times a year, but still, you know, still, still be in the mix. I- Absolutely, but I mean, I'm also, you know, live in Arizona, so my comps are few and far between, and <laughs> I really have to travel, and then I have other work with my line of reps and sauces. I teach classes with GMG across the country, so, you know, finding that balance between competitions and then and, and promoting my product and, and work-life balance, family is, you know, it, it's tough, you know, sometimes finding that. But um, I think a good for me in the stage of my career is I'll probably be around the 10 to maybe max 15 comps a year. But, you know, right. yeah, absolutely. You know, no, and consistency is key, right? Consistency is key, but having that balance is also key. Um, I think you're a fantastic example of how to do it the right way in terms of as somebody who has recently made barbecue their livelihood yeah it's finding finding the niches where you where you fit and making that work and and just tying it all together and i think you've done a fantastic job with that well i appreciate it and i think you're 100 percent correct in that it's it's finding that that niche and where you find in and and i and i really gravitated with green mountain grills is teaching these backyard pit master classes you know getting into the backyard reaching into these guys who 
are watching the Food Networks. They're watching the YouTube videos and seeing us and then seeing us like, do these comp things and they, it gets them excited. So to me, it all starts in the backyard. And um, I, I love doing those backyard classes, just seeing people's eyes open and, and bringing that knowledge from what we do you know, to those cats who are just, just want to cook a brisket for their, for their neighbor, you know, or for their wife or the kids. It's and, the um, best thing ever. I just love I, that. Yeah, man. I do like five or six of those a year and it's just so much fun. You know, it's oh, fun. Man, it's, it's so rewarding. <laughs> and to get the messages afterwards that, Oh my God, I finally felt that brisket and it was so tender. And you know, all my, <laughs> and that's just, that's so rewarding to me. You're, to even be out in like a, a competition, people coming up saying, "I've watched your video. I did this." I mean, that means the world to me, you know. Yeah, that's pretty cool, man. And especially, you know, you're part of Barbecue Champs Academy. It's another great, oh resource yeah, and a great fun. website out there. Yeah, fantastic. Absolutely, and we got some stuff out in the Barbecue League, and actually this week in events uh, up at Saloon with Smokes, an event with the Barbecue League. So you know, get maybe to share that information out with everybody, and, and I, I just love that. That's and, and especially this weekend is working with veterans. You know, being a vet, it's 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 near and dear to my heart. Um, so I love doing that, and then I've also worked with Firefest, which is a great event where we go to. Uh, military bases. We put yes. on a mini competition and and do a little mini class for them. And uh, I mean, that to me is some of the best, most rewarding work uh, in barbecue right now. That that where I'm at in my career. That's that's what I want to do. Is just spread the knowledge and love. That's pretty awesome, dude. I got to do some stuff with Firefest this past July Fourth. Yeah, with Brad. Yeah. Well, uh, it, how, how cool was that? I didn't actually get to go to a mini competition. I got to cook a hundred pork butts. You had you had the backing groundwork. <laughs> I did, but it was fun. It was fun, and yeah. it was just knowing that who it was feeding and what, where it was going was, you know, pretty amazing. Absolutely, that's that's so rewarding. Pretty amazing, cool. So let's jump into some questions here. Sure, absolutely. From the first time I met you, which I think was at the American Royal, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Love the I, American Royal. I love the Royal, too. I think oh, it's God. it's the best contest in the world. Hands I'm going to do that every weekend. That'd be pretty cool. I don't know if I could. my body could do it every <laughs> weekend. Yeah, true. Maybe like three times a year would be awesome. Three times right. a year yeah. would be great, but that You're would be right. the I only think f- half of us. Have most of be in rehab, have most of be in <laughs> hospital, most of be in jail. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, maybe three. But you have you have a great confidence about you, especially when you're around the pit. What where does that confidence come from? Um, you know, I, I think it comes from you know having a military background uh, you you have to be confident in absolutely everything you're doing um i think it comes from knowledge i mean actually getting out and, and lighting fires and um getting dirty if you will you know yep. i've been competing now for 13 years um i've not only done kcbs i've done ibca i've done aba I've been in australia uh, several times competing over there i've done bcs here I've competed not only as Luton Booty, I've competed as Steel Booty, YSV Barbecue, Team GMG, Team GMG Australia. I have, you know, like eight different teams and, 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 um, 
I think confidence just comes from doing it over and over and then knowing what you're talking about, uh, researching being, I'm almost to 100 in-person barbecue classes. I think I'm sitting at the 98 right now. And wow. you have to have, if, if you, if you're going to get up there in front of X amount of people, you have to know what you're talking about. Cause you'll get called out in a heartbeat. Uh, so you have to know it and you have to know it back and forth and you have to know, you know, it and confidence comes from being up there comes from lighting fires it comes from being on the biggest stages on earth and I, I think at the end of the day it comes from a lot of my military training and um you know putting that into you to be confident to be a winner to have that mindset of going into an event that this is what's going to happen you know you're going to execute your plan you're going to run it and at right. the end of the day you're going to be victorious you, you got to have that i think in this in this stage in in this field of competitors where we're at, it's at such a high level. There's so many guys cooking at like such a high level that if right. we're not, if we're not, you know, organized, if we're not on that mission, if we're not have that mindset of let's go, like I'm I'm there to compete with the best of the best. You you've lost. You're already out of it. Right. So if you don't have that, you you're you're done, man. So I, I think a big part of that going into this is having that mindset of uh, of knowing that you're going to execute. Right. And that's one of the things that I teach in my classes. You know, you, you always hear people that are like, Oh, did you see who's coming to the contest? You see who's here. And I'm like, yeah, it doesn't matter. don't even look at a team list. Yeah. Does, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Doesn't matter. You're there. Right. <laughs> you're there, man. <laughs> Oh yeah, I've heard that. I, I remember. I, I remember back in the day, all those stories. Oh, this team's here. That team's here. like, bro, it's like, if you execute, really doesn't matter. Your 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 competitors are six tongues on that table that you're trying to impress. You know, that's that's. It's not your guy next to you. It's not this high multi-million dollar team with this cool trailer. Um, it's those six tongues on that table that you yep. got to impress. That's your competition right there. Uh, so I mean. I love it. Bring the best. You've got to compete. You've got to bring, compete with the best of the best. That's what makes the Royal, the Jack, you know, the KCBS World Championship, the World Food Championships, which I'm actually going to be headed to. That oh, what, nice. That's what makes those events just, you know, amazing to me because you're competing with those people who are, you know, the, the top of their game. The guys who are doing 30, 40 comps a year who, you know, they can you close their eyes and cook a brisket in their sleep. You know, right. it's, it's robot mode. It's robot mode at that zone. At that, that time, you know, you just, it's, it's muscle memory. You get in the trailer, you put on the radio, put on your favorite song, and the body just does it, right? Yep. Yep. And that's, I agree with you. I always look forward to the, the big contests and when there's going to be a lot of people there because let's go. You said it, yes, you said it perfectly. Good. Let's go. Let's, let's, let's go, see. baby. <laughs> Light a fire, and get, you know. Drink some bourbon, roll with the punches. It's uh pretty funny. This is the second podcast I've recorded today, and they've both been with veterans. And oh, that's awesome! Yeah, my Who's first uh, Jerry Dyer from JD Smoking Misfits, which is a team from Virginia. And he was in the Marine Corps, and he worked on out of Quantico on the president's helicopters. Oh man, that yeah, pretty awesome. Yeah, and he he referenced a lot of, you know, having to deal with the maintenance of that and making sure everything was right and everything was in the right place. He said that that really prepared him a lot for competition barbecue. 
Absolutely. Yeah, and you've referenced it several times yourself. Yeah, I agree with him a million times. I mean, that's that's what's drilled into our heads in the military is it's 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 preparing yourself and and, and fixing a problem right now before it gets out of hand. Um, you know, as opposed to just checking it later before it's out. You know, right organization of, of you know. I mean, everything from cleanliness. To me, I'm a clean freak. I mean, I will if if a rub's out of place on my table, I might lose it at some point <laughs> but it's i don't know <laughs> to me it's about you know because that's where it's supposed to be i put it there because it's supposed to be there but um i think you have to have i think all of us have to have that kind of almost add in a way to where you know organization means and plots to the next level that's the way we have to cook and that's the way we have to do things to get them right and especially in the military if you don't do that guess what happens Right. You die. <laughs> People yeah. die. And, and, and it's, it's, it's not to that extent in cooking, but as a veteran, I, we have that in our head that this is our mission. This is what we got to do. You know, yeah. we're, we're going to execute. We're going to make this happen. And I think you see there's several vets I know in competition barbecue. And, yeah. and I, I, I think it's perfect for them. It's perfect for vets because we're, we have a mindset that's, that's has to be organized and you have to have a flow and we have to have end result. And, and, you know, it's, it's a process, you know, yeah. almost like a, almost like a process and we're very process oriented. See, listeners have already gotten their money's worth out of this one. <laughs> if they're paying attention, so. if they're paying attention, it's, I am yeah, the most disorganized helter oh skelter person in the world, except for yes. barbecue. Yeah. And you, and you like, then you like focus all everything into that, right? It's ridiculous. Like my what? wife doesn't know what to do with me. She's like, "Can you just do this at home for like five minutes?" <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think, I think I'm kind of like that in in my life. Being a bad, it's just everything I do is kind of just. Oh God, I'm I'm surprised my wife's been with me for 19 years, but I, God love her. You recently um, had an anniversary too. Congratulations! Yeah, thank you, man. Yeah, absolutely. 19 years. She's she's. She's been around from the beginning, uh, from barbecue and then, uh, from the beginning to walking the stage of the Royal with me it was just, it's been a wild ride. That's crazy. That's awesome. So enough about how great you are. Cause oh, come on. here's my favorite question ever. Do you have a favorite failure of yours at a contest where you really screwed something up and learned from it for future contests? Oh yes, absolutely. A lot of times, man. <laughs> if I haven't, I wouldn't be at this stage where I am right now. Right. Uh, it's happened a billion times, man. I'm. I like to try things. You know, I uh, KCBS to me, I, I love it, uh, but it's it's redundant. You know, it's, it's rinse and repeat. You know, do the same mm-hmm. thing over and over and over. Hit your marks and do it, do it, do it, do it. I I like to get out of the box. Sometimes I might throw some wings out there. You know. Yeah. I might I might do some maybe some weird ribs or you know throw some <laughs> pulled you know some stupid things but to me I won't know unless I try. So and I have as disciplined as I am and as like you know ultra process and ultra organization run my timeline and run the program I do like to play around a lot. And to me I think I I that's what makes me a better cook because I want to 
reach out of these norms and try to throw something in that maybe makes my process more efficient. Maybe I don't want to trim 13 chicken thighs. Maybe I just want to eat 13 wings, you know, maybe I just want to do something easy and quick. And so, um, yeah, I like trying a lot of things and getting outside of the box. Um, but I've failed a billion times, man, trying to get it right. But I've, I've came back and done it again. And, and, and tried it a different way or no, I think at this point in our careers and you're there too, with several of us, like we know when we've messed up, you know, yep. we know <laughs> when we've turned something in and we're like, Oh God, I I'm probably about fourth place right now because that brisket wasn't there. It's, I, I, it's happened it's four or five times this year. I could count, but um, yep. that's me trying something different or maybe, you know, getting outside the box. But I think at the end of the day, if I, if I believe in something, I know it could work. I'm going to continue to try it until I get it right, or just say, you know, maybe that maybe maybe that's not a good idea. To, <laughs> there was some weird pork at him. Right. Know? This is. But I felt I felt a yeah. billion times, man, over and over and over. This is if my. If you favorite, haven't, if you haven't, you're not trying. That's oh my god, idea. you're not, you're not, you're not. If everything's honky dory and perfect, I mean, come on. Oh yeah, a lot, a lot of times. My first barbecue experience was just a horrendous nightmare. And I had my wife's parents over making it. How do you mess up a pork shoulder? Oh, I did. It was just <laughs> a meteorite. It was just like, just not good. It was, it was terrible. Uh, this is my favorite contest of the year because it's the first week of the new season, mm-hmm. which yeah, I'll, I'll never get that, but whatever. It's fine. But I always roll out a bunch of new shit at this contest because I'm like, I need something to work on over the winter. So I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna throw some shit up against the wall here and Isn't see that what cool to do that every now and then. I love doing it. And I've actually gotten yeah. my wife to the point where she thinks it's fun to do this too. So Yeah. That takes that takes a lot because she is she's a timeline freak and I mean like, how um, how how awesome are those award ceremony when you've thrown some weird shit out there and you're yeah. like just waiting to hear your name called and you're like oh fuck are they gonna bite are they gonna bite <laughs> it's, it's, it's like you're fishing right but it's like going to your first contest again it's incredible you're so, you're so exciting you're like more excited for those award ceremonies when you've thrown some random shit out there oh man I hope that bait works. Is this gonna work? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, it's it. Hey, I've I've, I've came home many times with no fish in that barrel. <laughs> but you gotta you gotta try it. To me, you gotta try it. Why not? And it keeps it fresh. Me. Keeps it fun. It does. It keeps it lively. Absolutely. What's the most surprising thing that's come out of competition barbecue for you? Oh, the most surprising thing. I mean. Honestly, that I'm sitting here 13 late years later from my first comp and I'm, I'm living, breathing barbecue. It's my lifestyle. It's what I do. You know, yeah. after the military, I, I went to college, went to Arizona State University, got a degree in finance. I was in commercial real estate finance, small business banking, lending here in the Phoenix area, Scottsdale for many years. You know, five, six years ago, I quit all that to, to run a barbecue line, to work as an ambassador with Green Mountain Grills, to teach classes, to um, uh, rep a product and to see where that goes. And, you know, I'm working on my sixth year of that right now. And it's, it's just amazing to sit here and see, you know, what you can do with, with a passion. 
with something that you you think you're cooking meat in the backyard and it turns to something you live and breathe every day yeah. to be able to to look back at that that is just phenomenal to me that is phenomenal it's inspiring what do you think you teach a lot of classes you said you're 98 98 in-person barbecue classes. Uh, I, I have online classes. I don't really count those. I, I've had hundreds of those, but I don't count those. I, I want in-person classes are the ones that I'm kind of counting. So, yeah, right. two away from that, 100. 98. So what do you think separates a good pitmaster from a great pitmaster? Oh, man, I think it's it's getting – it's knowledge. Yeah, it, it's It's – wanting to better yourself as a cook, not just a backyard guy who's lighting a fire. You got to step away from that and you have to actually look at food and the science of it and, yeah. and how it all comes together and how, you know, proteins interact, you know, the, you have to almost like submerge yourself into this barbecue, um, just this culture. You have to suck it up. You have to read every uh, every article. You have to go to classes. You yeah. have to, you know, uh, not only that, you have to light fires. You have to get in your backyard. And you got to cook. You got to be able to do it. You can be told and go to a million classes, but you have to get in there and light fires and feel the meat and smell it and touch it and cook on your grill and know that you're just looking at that grill that it's 280 degrees and knowing that the internal temp of the meat is 156 because at this time at this temp knowing that smoke and that velocity coming out of it that that's where it's going to be and you go and probe it and it's 156 you're like that's a great pit master right there because you know <laughs> you're reading smoke you're seeing it happen you know what i'm saying you're you're, yeah. you're not going by a a, a a a recipe you're not going by a oh at this time i should i should probe it and at this temperature it should be this or, you know, you got to know it. You got to feel it, touch it and smell it and, and breathe it. That's what makes you great, you know. And, and you got to be able to, to do it over and over and over. Consistency. Yep. Got to be you repeated. Know, yep. Do it over and over and over. I mean, anybody can get a GC. Do it again and again. Now we're talking. I, I tell people all the time, if you really want to get better competition barbecue, cook four weeks in a row. Do it. And people were like, I can't do that. And I'm like, you can. You can do it. Mm -hmm. You'll learn so much more about yourself, about your grill, about your process, that you'll be surprised how different your food is after four weeks. Oh, yeah. 100%. That's what's great about doubles. I love doubles. I love doubles. To me, it's like, let's go, man. I mean, (laughs) it's a practice for the – to me, that was a practice for the next day. (laughs) You know? And, like, people ask me a lot. I, I used to, when I was first getting into it, I would, you know, I'd, I'd comp practice a lot. Now I don't comp practice a lot. To me, my comp cook is the practice for the next one. But I, I'm, I'm in my back cooking everything all, all day long to me, you know. Right. But, but um, yeah, you're 100% correct. Do four in a row. You will know a lot after those four in a row. Right. You will, like, have a whole, whole another mindset. <laughs> right. And you're, you know what you're going to say? You're going to look in your train and be like, I don't need half this shit. <laughs> right. Same, exactly. Yeah. You look at that and you're like, I don't need this. I don't need this. Um, and... Yeah. You, you learn efficiencies. You know, yeah. I'm, I, I hate to say I'm, I'm not lazy, but I say I'm, I'm a lazy cook because I don't want to clean anything. I don't, you know, I don't want to clean cutting boards. I don't clean knives. I want to have a good time. 
if I could have disposable everything, I would just throw a whole everything away and start fresh, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but um, you, they call you that, start looking at it. They call that the that? Brad Leininger cook. <laughs> yeah, just throw it all away. Let's go. Let's order new knives. <laughs> um, um, but you, after the four weeks, you're going to be so efficient. You're going to know exactly what you need, what you don't need, what you can clean, you know, how, you know. Oh, I can get by on two shakers. <laughs> right. You know, whatever it may be, whatever it may be. You know. Right, right. This podcast is brought to you by BarbecueData.com. BarbecueData.com is your one-stop shop for all of your barbecue competition data. Historical data, calls, wins, placements, everything under one roof. It's a great way not only to track yourself in the standings, but also to track how you improve your scores from year to year. Listeners of this podcast can receive 20% off of a new subscription to barbecuedata.com with the code PITPOD. That's one word, all capital letters, P-I-T-P-O-D, PITPOD. So check your team scores, check on others, and do it all on barbecuedata.com. We've kind of segued perfectly into getting rid of shit and, and shit in the trailer. What is, right. what's one of the best or most worthwhile investments that you've made in competition barbecue? Ooh, best or worthwhile investments. Um, man, I'm trying to think going through this. I think, I think this little trailer I have right now, um, it's a cool little like 17 footer, all aluminum. It's got everything I, I need in that little trailer. Um, and I, in being in Arizona, which I mentioned that before is, you know, if I, if I want to compete, I got to travel, I got to right. go. Uh, we all know gas is through the roof, everything is twice as expensive as it was sometimes three times having that little trailer. It's got a little camper. It's got a little clean bed too in it. So I can just sleep there, boom, pop up. I got a little shitter shower combo. I got a deep sink. I got an air conditioner, heater, table in there, roll all the grills in and strap them in, strap them out. It's got an awning. Everything I need, right? It's all a little one little unit. I think um, that's a cool little investment. Um, that's awesome, yeah. Yeah, it was a cool little tra- Every time I go somewhere, somebody's like, oh, my God, where'd you get that trailer? Let me see that trailer. Was it custom made? <laughs> and the guy who had it before me actually was a dirt bike driver. And uh, he was tall. He was like 6'8". He's like, you know, Tim height. And so he had this trailer <laughs> extended like four inches higher. So, you know, we're tall guys. You know, I'm 6'2". And so sometimes you go on trailers and you're all, you know, stuff down in there. So, you know, it's tall. So I feel like I'm not scrunched in there and tight. You know, we're big guys, man. Barbecue guys are bigger guys. So you don't want to feel like you're tight up in there. But it's a really great investment. I'm glad I bought that at the beginning of the, I think it was during COVID when I picked that up. Nice. Um, when everything was kind of dead and everybody's trying to get rid of shit. <laughs> now that's an expensive investment. Do you have? Yes. Do you have purchases of a hundred dollars or less that oh, make no. your that make your barbecue life amazing? Oh, I got millions. Oh, how about like a thermopin? I think a thermopin is an amazing product that you know, and I use that not just for the temperature, but to fill the meat. You know, yeah. Um, that's a, it's a, I think without a thermopin, I mean, I could do it with a skewer or something, but you know, a thermopins, you know, getting me a little bit more accurate. Um, right. what other little gadgets, man? I'm trying to think of little things. I love this. This uh, question is my favorite. Oh uh, man, like just like 
disposable cutting boards. I love those things. Like I said, I mentioned earlier how I don't want to wash things. Oh. How about these little wire racks? You know, the wire wire racks that you can uh, finish sauce and your chicken on, yep. those disposable ones. Yep. Those are yep. amazing. Throw those away in the garbage. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think everything I mentioned is disposable. <laughs> but yes, I just, you know, I don't want to spend time on doing dishes, man. I want to enjoy life. Cook and have some drinks with the friends. And, uh, enjoy the comp and 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 you. I think you mentioned it earlier. You said I was on a, a roll this year, and I think you know what happened was at the beginning of this year. I kind of and and it happened two years ago when I formed the YSB with my buddies. There was a point where I was just kind of like burnt out a little bit, and I yeah. wanted to get back to having fun. You know, back to the, you know just throw up a pop up tent and have some drinks with the boys, cook some meat, and see what happens. And that was a blast. I love cooking with the guys because it was relaxing, less pressure off you. But, you know, I got to have fun doing it. And that was that was a blast. So I, I, I kind of rolled into this year back as Luton Booty, just wanting to have fun. You know, let's cook. Let's, it's not that serious, man. Let's, let's think, execute the plan. And let's, yeah. let's, let's, let's have a good, a good time. I think that you're starting to see in barbecue some more movement towards YSB type things like I did it last year, went and cooked with Darren and we're doing the whole Teddy camp thing when any of the four of us, you know, it's fun. How fun was that? It's fun. It's so fun, man. I love cooking with the boys. We just have a blast. We, you know, take it so seriously, but you're really in charge of your own thing. That's all you got to do is get it right. Execute. You're not in charge of four maids, the whole thing. You got less dishes to do. I love that part. You know, <laughs> a third of the setup. Let's go, man. Let's Love go. It. It's it's just yeah. a blast cooking with other people too, and bouncing ideas off and seeing yes, what works. That's what I love too. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. And just you know, it's and it's and it's it's all support, and then we all support. We all love. We all help. We all encourage. We bust each other's balls like we're brothers. But at the end of the day, you know, we're there to help each other, and we're there to you know make sure we all get better. Absolutely. Let's transition then to people. Yeah, man. Who has impacted your life the most in competition barbecue? Oh, man. Who's <laughs> in competition barbecue? I mean, I say back in the day when I really first started, who who really took the time to, um, you know, talk with me and sit with me was uh, Jay Benedict from Otis and the Bird um, out here in Benedict. Arizona. Yes, wow. Otis okay. and the Bird. You know, you know Jay Benedict from Otis and the Bird. I've heard the name before, but I don't know it. Yes, he's an old school legend out here in Arizona. One of the first Jambo guys out here. A great cook for the longest time, and um, he was actually when I when I wanted to learn more, when I wanted to know the feel and the touch, he was the one who actually. Uh, said, "Hey, man, let's go. Let's go to lunch. Let's meet. Let's talk. Ask me questions." And I talked to him, and asked him questions. And he really took the time to, 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 you know, just give me knowledge. Give me this is what they're looking for. You know, um, that was at the beginning of my career. Um, Jay was really like the guy who 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 took the time to do that. But over, like. Over time, I think Matt Dalton from uh, Left Coast Q. Oh, man. We used to talk daily. We used to talk daily about uh, uh, boxes, about flavor profiles, about, uh, man, life. 
um, bourbons and you know, you name it. And um, he was like a brother. Yeah. That, that was the. I'm taking a sip hard for Matt. Taking a sip for Matt right now. Yeah, man. Cheers, cheers, Matty. Mm-hmm. That's uh, yeah. He was very impactful uh, at the beginning when it comes to knowledge and spreading that. Um, oh yeah, uh, Jay. Uh, he took the time to actually actually give me that. You know, there's you know these people right. out there, and I love Absolutely. I love I love being that guy now. Chris you know, Capel. Hey, let me, let me give you let me give you some info. You know. Yeah. Chris Capel from Busy Pig. That was my guy. Yeah. Who did that? He actually did that some for time, me. right? Yeah. Wasn't that cool to have somebody do that? Absolutely. And I, I had him on probably about a month ago, and we had an amazing conversation. It was... Uh, yeah, still a legend. It, no, still a legend and still one of my original mentors, and we're still great friends and hang out. and Man, just... It all comes back, you know, it's just full yeah. circle and he's just such a great guy. And I'll never, I do have to answer all these questions myself in like three episodes though. So I'm pretty, yeah, no, <laughs> it's, it's, it's going to be interesting. I love that. No, I love that. <laughs> I know. And I love, well, it's cool on your part. You get to hear all these other people and their sides of it, and, you know, out in my area who I talk to and who this guy kind of came up with. So you get to kind of see those guys who were like the true legends and, in, Absolutely. in different regions, you know. Absolutely. What was the biggest turning point in your life as a pitmaster? Um, um, 2014 American Royal. Uh, that was that was a huge turning point in my life. Um, that actually was the uh, why I'm here. That's actually why I'm uh, running my barbecue line to this day with that competition. Um, so in 2013, I got my first KCBS GC. Uh, to be able to qualify for the American Royal. So I go in 2014. It's the last year in Kemper Arena, you know, down yes. the bottoms. I love that. It was my first that was year my, in 2014. That was my first Royal. That was your first one too? Yep. Uh, we're, we're Royal buddies? We're Royal buddies. <laughs> we're Royal buddies. I didn't know we were Royal buddies. <laughs> yep, that was so my yeah. first one. Oh, so that one was so... That, that was that was Old World Spices had the... Um, that uh, promotion they were running that year that, Hey, if you want right. to work on a barbecue rub and you sign this waiver and you did well, you can be invited to this program. So I was like, yeah, I might as well sign that waiver. Boop, send it off. So in the invitational, I took first and chicken with one eighty and a uh, seventh and ribs. And, um, uh, they hated my pork and my brisket in the invitational, <laughs> but I didn't, I had a black, I, I wasn't top 25. I was, I didn't care. I just got a fucking first place chicken with the 180 and seventh right. ribs. I was on cloud nine. My uh, neighbors were from Kansas City. We're coming back, we're partying, doo, 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 doing their thing, drinking. I start talking to them a little bit about pork and brisket. And there's, oh, you got to sauce shit out of it. This is Kansas City. I'm from West Coast. We kind of like a nice little glaze. And they're like, bro, you got to make it just saucy. And tomorrow's the open too. So just sauce it. And I was like, you know what? I got to lose. So I go into the open, do the same thing on pork, on, on chicken and ribs. And I saw, I mean, uh, I thought my pork and brisket were just straight sauce. And I said, <laughs> you know, might as well just sauce the shit out of it. So I get second in pork, 19 never risk every reserve brand champion to Tuffy Stone in the open in 2014. <laughs> Amer- oh, God. That was like the best fucking con. And that was my first time going. Uh, Old World Spices contacts me after that and says, hey, do you want to uh, be in this? American Royal Championship rub line. We'd love to have you as our pork rub in this line. 
and pick different winners from different events. That's said, cool, absolutely. Man. Let's sign me up. So I still have that prior product, the American Royal Championship rub line, pork gluten booting pork rub. It's on shelves these days in grocery stores across the country. Cool thing about that was, uh, so Overworld Spices initially wanted to change it every year, and then their their biggest customer was Walmart. So it was on every Walmart shelves, and then uh, Walmart said, uh, "Actually, we've already built customers for these four, so you know what? We're just going to keep them the same." And Walmart was like, "Yeah, sure, let's go." <laughs> and so they've added a couple to that line, but uh, that, was, that was, I mean, now I have six products with them. I got three sauces. I wrote a couple of cookbooks, teach classes. I think. That that competition was pivotal to where I am. That's incredible, dude. That's awesome. What's cool I, is, uh, so 2014 RGC the open, boom. Three weeks ago, guess what? Just RGC the open again. <laughs> that, that's that, kind of crazy. That's really crazy. <laughs> I'll take it. Absolutely. Do you have? This is my favorite question, and I know that there's got to be some cool shit here. Do you have any habits? rituals or routines that you have to do during a competition oh god bro <laughs> I, I bet my wife could tell you better than i could I, I i probably do a lot of things i don't even know i do but um there's certain times that a drink has to be made you know uh, like about usually an hour before turn-ins i get a little vodka a little iced tea just the you know it's about to be turning time a, a, a drink just to loosen you up you know, maybe a little yep. smoke, a little something here, put some music on. Uh, I have these playlists. I have certain, you know, some songs I play at certain times. Uh, Tool is a big, uh, love to listen to Tool while I um, uh, do chicken, you know. Um, so there's certain songs at certain times. There's drinks that may be made at certain times. And, um, <laughs> uh, we, we, you know, every now and then there's 9-11 shots. You know, sometimes there's 9-22 shots, maybe a 9-44 shot, maybe a 9-52 <laughs> shot. <laughs> 10 o'clock lucky beer. Don't forget uh, the 10 o'clock know, lucky beer. Oh, God. I mean, we're all degenerates. <laughs> but but um, I, my wife and I have gotten into uh, sipping bourbon, so we'll get a nice bottle of bourbon and for turn-ins. And what we'll do is just sit, you know, a little nip. We call them nippers. Just a little nip here and there. Yeah. Just a little guy. And um, throughout the day sip it and have fun and relax and um i think that's what's been cool this year is kind of relaxing and having fun and not taking it so serious that's pretty cool so you do you're definitely a music guy while you're cooking oh, i love music oh it's uh, um i listen to everything too and, yeah. and um it gets me in as i can i love when i'm when i'm trimming meat and if i put some tool on i i i'll just go into this I'll, it's almost like i'm, I'm watching my body <laughs> trim the meat and you go into this whole another realm at the end of it you're done you're like what the hell happened sometimes you got to tell yourself just put the knife down you're done you've trimmed so much off that pork shoulder there's nothing left put the knife down you're like all right nothing different song let's go but oh i love it. it gets me in a different mindset it gets me in a zone it gets me focused you know so yeah i love, I love music and i love i like everything i love buffett i love tour i love you know I'm a. I was born in '75, so I graduated high school in '94. So Snoop Dogg and Dre and all that's my jam, you know. And then I can listen to some Fleetwood Mac, you know. Fuck, we're the same age too. I graduated in '94 as well. Bro, that's it, man. We're not only <laughs> we're not only royal buddies, we're birth buddies. <laughs> oh man, we're gonna have to have a drink next time I see you, buddy. 
I uh, yeah, I just got a bottle of Larceny today down here in oh, North Carolina. Nice. So. Yeah, man, you got an event this weekend. That's gonna be awesome. It is. It's fun. It's um, but I'm down here. I'm just doing some seafood R and D because there's lots of great seafood down here. It's lots. Oh of fun. god, my favorite, my favorite seafood. Yeah, man. So do you, your competition weeks are? Is your planning situation the same? Do you do the same thing every day leading up to a contest? I yeah, pretty much. It it, it kind of depends on where it is. If it's local, and to me, you know, being in Arizona, like I said, I got to travel. So a lot of my comps, I may have to leave, you know, on Tuesday, on a Wednesday for where I'm going. So that it may be a compressed week. But um, being able to do that during the work days, because like I said, I own my own product now. So I quit my corporate job. Um, That's what I have to do. I got time to do that. So I'm going to get it right. I mean, I'm out. You know, I get Snake River Farm briskets. I'm getting the best product out there. I work with Prairie Farms. Um, they, you know, buy pork butts and ribs. So really, I'm yeah. just going up to the grocery store buying the chicken I need. I, I always trim my chicken on a certain day because trash comes the next day. Yep. Even in Arizona, there's a thing called the, the can of death, the zombie can. And your neighbors <laughs> will hate you when you roll up after a comp and your trash smells like a zombie been living in it. So... You got to trim chicken on the day before trash comes in Arizona. Uh, so that's the, and then, uh, you know, back seal it and freeze it. I got certain days when I trim meat. I got certain days when I put things together, pull the trailer around, get it clean, get it organized. Um, and then cleaning the, oh, the cleaning the grill. That's the fun part, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hate I it. I cook on a couple drums too. So usually after every two cooks, I'm cleaning those guys out. Uh, every TNGs two cooks? Easy. Every two Yeah, cooks. what do you do? Yeah, uh, chicken drum because Kim now runs it. It has to be cleaned after every cook, every single one, yeah. every single one. Really? <laughs> she is. I don't. Um, she's demanding. Well, she's, that chicken, <laughs> that chicken will get in the soul of that drum and just suck it out. It, you know, but, hey, she's done yeah. well, so I can't argue with her. Well, do you? And then you cook on a jambo, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it's pretty easy, you know. That's just Jambo just scrub down. And, yeah, that's about it. Scrape it. Yeah. So I do my drums every two cooks, but I got GMGs, and those are easy. Just vacuum, suck them up, quick and easy. But yeah. I do those after every every single cook. But I'm I'm a clean freak, you know. When I'm not, when I was on the ship in the Navy, everything's we cleaned every single day. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. So, wow, we already answered that one. You've done a really great job of answering a lot of questions before I ask them. No, this isn't my first rodeo. <laughs> uh, uh, no, man, it's, um, let's see. When you first started out, what were some of the best decisions that you made in terms of getting started? I think this is an important question for, because we are getting a lot of newer people coming into barbecue, which is great. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And anything we can do to help those people out in the beginning yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Um, you know what? It, it, which isn't from kind of not necessarily when I came up because I kind of started before Pitmasters. I, I started right before Barbecue Pitmasters came on TV. So to me, right when Barbecue Pitmasters came on, we saw an influx of a lot of teams. And we also saw a lot of uh, information coming out. No, 
uh, back in 2009 when I started, there was not a lot of information. There wasn't a lot out there. Barbecue Brethren is out there. You yeah. can get some information here and there. But it wasn't like uh, these the barbecue classes and uh, YouTube videos and um, a- a- as much information as there is right now. You can be a new team right now and Google. Just go to YouTube. And you can probably see comp classes from some of the best teams in the world. You can go to the barbecue league and pay a hundred dollars and see you trim a chicken, Luke. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you can see Chris Schaefer, who just won the Jack, doing a brisket class. You can right. see watch La Pasadita doing his chicken legs. You know, you can see all these guys doing stuff. I'm on there cooking some brisket. I got some lamb stuff on there. You can see these guys for a hundred bucks, like showing you this information. So that information is out there now. If you really want to to get better at this, just invest a hundred bucks in the barbecue league. Uh, take a quick class. Just go online to YouTube and just Google everything from competition chicken boxes to American Royal to Jack Daniels. Tuffy Stone just did an awesome, phenomenal video out there from the Jack. There's a lot of you can see some of these boxes. There's just so much information out there. If you're right. a newer team and you really want to get there and you really want to do it, just just research. Do some research. Spend a little bit of time, and then and then and then you got to just do it, just just replicate it's it. It's amazing, isn't it, dude? Like when we were coming up, like Nothing. that shit didn't exist. <laughs> you you had to hopefully around the fire pit hear some old guy who's been doing it a while slip 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 up and say some shit. <laughs> right. Oh, that's all. That's what you guys are using. Oh shit! All right, that went down. You know. But you also yeah. had to shut the fuck up and listen too. Yeah, like, yeah, you had to. You couldn't be some like cocky little fucking dick coming in. You'll get shut down, <laughs> right? But, but you're, yeah, you're right. You had to listen. You, you you had to be. You had to you had to pick it up. And, and yep. then we we also had to cook. Man, we had to cook a lot. Yeah, I, I so remember. Much. I remember my after I took my first class, which was with Chris Hart from IQ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Legend. I then spent that entire winter. Every weekend, cooking at least two categories. Burning meat, right? Just burning, just, just burn, burning burn, it, burn, and burn. figuring it out, figuring out my cookers, and and man, I think about that like back in the day, and I'm like, wow, you were crazy. <laughs> oh, go, bro! When I wanted to get chicken, right? Because chicken was the motherfucker to be coming up. Sorry, I don't know, if it's but oh, you Chicken was the worst. <laughs> chicken was the worst coming up. Because nobody would tell yeah. you anything about how to get the skin right. And like, oh, God. When I really wanted to get chicken right, which I still was bull, I hit like five, six 180s one year in chicken. Everybody, like, what the hell did you do? You know what I did? I cooked chicken. I cooked chicken until my family said, stop feeding this chicken, bro. We're done <laughs> eating chicken. Stop it. If I see another chicken thigh, I will divorce you. <laughs> but I cooked it so much that I just got I, – I, I have a love-hate relationship with chicken right now. That's one of my favorite meat categories right now. Um, but I have a super love-hate relationship with it because I, I cook it so much that I don't want to even see another piece <laughs> of chicken. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I I but, do, but, 100%. Same thing. Like oh. I could not get a chicken call, couldn't get a chicken call, was cooking on Backwoods, went and took Donnie Bray's class. Mm-hmm. And like gave him a hug at the end of it and said, <laughs> "Thanks, man." Finally, bro. I mean, bro. <laughs> like just that information, you know, yeah. to see somebody do, it. and then and then to taste it, and then to, to take a bite yourself it. and say, "Oh shit!" Right in your head, you're like, "Oh okay, uh, all right." You know all what? Right. It's, it's funny how it- I see what sorceries happening in here. 
it's important <laughs> to taste the food of the class. Yes, you have to. It you is. You have to know what to put down. Yeah, I remember the first time I took the drum class, and I had one of Tim's ribs, and I went you back out. Your life. And I had another one of Tim's ribs. <laughs> and then there were five left, and I walked back to Terry, and I said, I had a napkin. I was like, can I have another rib? And she goes, you've already had two. I was like, I know. I'm putting this one in my pocket. I put that rib in my pocket for three hours and took it back to the hotel to give to my wife. Later. To give to my wife. Oh. Yeah, goes, yeah, yeah. You, you got to try this. And she goes, how long has that rib been in your pocket? And I'm like. Are you giving me a pocket rib? A pocket rib. Pocket rib. Three hours. And she ate it. She went, she went, Jesus. And I went, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the best damn pocket rib you've ever had. That's what I'm talking about. It's a pocket yeah, rib. Yeah, because it's like you know, like you've tasted one, and you're like, okay, this is how it's done. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I did. The, I did. I did. Um, Tim and Brad's class. Mike Johnson and I did it. Um, man, did we do it two years ago? Possibly. Uh, but it was a, it's a great class. It was. You're right. Once you taste something, and you and you, I tasted that chicken off that drum. That's the way yeah. Brad did it at one time, and I was like, okay, okay. And I, I like my way, but I got to taste this. And like, you know, and, and this is what I tell people who take my classes. I'm like, don't try to do what I'm doing. Don't do that. Take a take a process, a technique, a way, uh, a little a, a nugget of information and incorporate that into what you're doing. If you try to do it exactly like I'm doing, you, you're not going to get it right. It's you, you got to find See, your way of doing something. Right. And take that information and incorporate it into what you're doing. Because my way is my way, you know. And, and, and you're never going to be able to do it that way because there's so much going on in my head that I don't even know what to tell you. Now, let me no. ask you this question. Because when I take a class, I'll go home and try and recreate that very first thing I do. Like, if mm-hmm. I came and took your class, I'm going to go home and I'm going to buy everything it's that the I same need. Thing. And I'm going to cook, try and cook your chicken and try and replicate what you did. And in that process, I'm going to figure out what I want to take from your process and incorporate into my gig. Yeah, and, yeah, I get it. But I, I 100% try and replicate it every day. Do the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, fuck, I'm going to put sun drop in this fucking. <laughs> it yeah, doesn't make any sense to me, but I'm going to put it in the rib wrap. <laughs> throw it in there. Why not? Let's throw some fajita season in there. Let's not. Let's go. Right. <laughs> Oh, God. No, I get it. I Dude, this has it. been. Uh, I feel like we could talk for like three more hours. Oh, um, absolutely. Ask me another question. Let's go. Thank I've you. got five. I've got five. Four of the rapid fire questions to ask you. Oh, let's go. So, it's like you ready for fun. these? You ready let's, for these? Yeah, man. I'm born ready. What do you see about barbecue on social media that upsets or bothers you? Honestly, honestly, not a lot. I have I have a thumb, and if something I don't agree with, guess what I do? I either dislike, I keep scrolling, or I move on. Uh, there's not a lot of things that bother me because I'm in control of what bothers me. And if there's something I don't like, guess what? I have the power to make it go bye bye. So <laughs> I mean, I I'm in control of my own destiny on social media. You know what I'm saying? I a hundred percent like I man. Hey, let it go. Just move on. I don't, hey, a guy wants to squeeze his brisket and the fat goes out. Guy ain't eat, I'm not eating it. 
I don't really give a fuck. Squeeze it, man. Right? right? <laughs> people will people will rip that guy apart. Like, who, you're not eating it. Who cares? Who right? cares? Right. Scroll like, on, man. People just rip things apart. That's just like the worst when you can just keep scrolling, unlike it, unfollow, bro. The the hide button is your friend. <laughs> yeah, do that. Stop crying. The unfollow. Yeah, the unfollow yes. button. So I, I guess the whining would be my thing, but I, I'm in control of that. Right on. Do you have a favorite pre, during, or post-competition meal? <sighs> Mexican food. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, I, we, uh, I love Mexican food, man. We're, we're, we live in Arizona, man. Scottsdale. We got some of right. the best Mexican food right here in Phoenix. Uh, so if, uh, it's funny. I, I'll be away from like a class for three days and I'll come back and I'm like, Molly's picking me up at the airport. And when I go to lunch, I'm like, let's go eat Mexican food. <laughs> I don't, it's just, if I'm away from Mexican food for like three days, I start to get like, uh, you know, the shakes. Right. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> I love Mexican food, though. It's my jam. That's awesome. Do you have a favorite present that you like to give to people? Uh, I have, I'm going to, I say something that it's something I do for my daughter every year. And I've, I've done this since she was a baby is I, I give her flowers every birthday. So she'll oh. wake up and I'll have some flowers for her and a little card. Um, and she's 13 now, but I've been doing it. She knows every morning she's going to get some flowers from dad. But um, I think that's one of my favorite things that I do. Over that's over is, fantastic. Uh, have a little, a little tradition I do for my daughter, which is that's my favorite thing, seeing her get some flowers on her birthday. That's incredible. And, uh, All right, last question. Now, I'm going to ask you the last, last question. This is the next sure. last question. If you could have a gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it, getting a message out to millions, what would it say? Oh, man. It would say, uh, help our vets, man. Save our vets. There's so many vets out there who or overlooked who come back who have PTSD who um, are getting the care they need when other people are. Um, we need to focus on people who have done something for this country. Somebody who's fought, somebody who's sacrificed. Um, yep. Not people who are takers. So people who are givers. So right. we, um, look out for those who have looked out for us. That's awesome, man. Now, I don't ask this question of everybody because... I'm secret afraid. question. It is a secret question, and I'm afraid of some of the answers that I would get. Like, <laughs> I, I I really want to know. Okay, okay, okay. I'm excited now. Do you? What is an unusual habit or an absurd thing that you love? Oh, an unusual habit <laughs> or absurd thing. You know, you know what? Um, which yeah, and I'm, my my wife would tell you this too. So. I don't watch a lot of TV. I don't, but I I get into these like crocodile shows or these Aussie like Gold Hunter. You know, what I'm talking about yeah. these like Outback and they're in Outback and these dudes are chasing crocs. I just love those shows. Those are like my favorite thing in the world. I will watch this Australian dude hunt a croc over and over, or like these. Or like these dudes dig up gold, and my wife's like, "Why do you watch these shows? It's the same show ever and over." I was like, "I don't know. It's just so exciting. It's so exciting to me. If I, if I wouldn't, if I wasn't a barbecuer, I like hunting crocs in the outback or some shit, or gold, like digging gold in the Yukon, like one of these shows. That's I, I guess like watching these 
stupid shows. And I get it. They're stupid. The storage wars. I love it. She's like, they're set up. I'm like, I know they are, but stop. I know, but let me watch it. It's like wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) Watching these dumb shows that mean nothing, but I I just do it. That's that's like really only the TV I watch. I watch sports here and there, but uh, my weekends are barbecuing, man. You know, Uh, I don't have a lot of time to. to, And when I'm home, I want to, you know, I do other things, but. yeah, that's a great like, answer, stupid, though, dude. That's awesome. Crocodile hot up out back. Oh, man. That's <laughs> I, I, <laughs> the best. Oh, man. All right, cool. Hey, listen, thank you so much for your time. Where can people find you and your stuff? Yeah, man. Anytime, Luke. Thanks for having me, buddy. I, I appreciate you reaching out. It's been Absolutely. Time. Uh, well, you can find me with my website. It's uh, lootandbootybbq.com. On Instagram at Loot and Booty and Facebook Loot and Booty Barbecue. I have uh, my seasonings, my sauces. I got books for sale, all kind of merch, all kind of fun stuff. And um, this weekend I'll be in um, Chicago for a saluting, saluting with smoke event where I'll be coaching some military teams. And then I'll be at World Food Championships after that. And then wrapping the year up, chilling, hopefully uh, on a beach somewhere, maybe. <laughs> right on. Don't forget Barbecue Champs Academy, too. Absolutely. BBQchamps.com. You can see all four of my classes. Take chicken ribs, pork brisket. Um, I've got some lamb stuff on there, all kind of classes. Nice, dude. Nice. Well, thanks again for being on here, man. And congrats on a fantastic year, fantastic few years. And can't wait to see what you do next. Thanks, buddy, man. I'm excited. Hey, good luck to you this weekend, man. Hope you do well. And uh, good luck at um, KCBS we'll World Championships. Experimental cook, buddy. Experimental yeah. cook. <laughs> throw, throw, throw some chicken backs out there. See what happens. <laughs> All right, man. Cheers, buddy. Thank you for listening to Pitmaster, an old Virginia smoke podcast. Be sure to subscribe and like the podcast, rate the podcast, and to share it out with all your friends. Also, be sure to check out the Old Virginia Smoke YouTube channel as well. Tune in next week for another great episode of Pitmaster. For companies interested in advertising, please contact Old Virginia Smoke directly via www.oldvirginiasmoke.com. Pitmaster, an Old Virginia Smoke podcast, is edited by Chris Sedanka. Pitmaster, an Old Virginia Smoke podcast, is a property of Old Virginia Smoke LLC. All rights reserved. Copyright 2022. Old Virginia, Old Virginia Smoke.